Williams. Grace, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I heard you wrote a book, BS Guide to Politics. So what was really the inspiration behind the book? And can you tell me a little bit about the book? Yes. So the BS Guide to Politics stands for Braden Sorbo, my name. It's nothing else, okay? It's <laughs> understanding current events through sarcasm. Uh, I was homeschooled from second grade through graduation. Nice, nice. And when I graduated, my mom said, look, you're, I'm okay with you not going to college, but you need to do something with your time. And I asked her what she recommended, and she said a book. So I'm sitting there going, what could I possibly write? I'm not, I'm not a writer. I'm a, you know, a high school student, just yeah. graduated. I don't know what I'm doing. I remembered, you know, I'm a little bit of a jerk. I'm kind of sarcastic, college or uh, class clown. And so I decided to write a sarcastic political dictionary, which was Love aimed it. at, how old are you? I'm 17. You're 17, which was Senior aimed at, school, yeah. yeah, okay, mm -hmm. nice, which was aimed at, you know, getting people our age, I'm 21, 17, my brother's 18, my sister's six, uh, 17 now, nice. aimed at getting, you know, teenagers more involved in politics, because, I mean, you've been around this conference, you've heard some of the speakers, you know, you've talked yeah. to a lot of people, there's a lot going on, and it's a lot to take in, and people are using a lot of big words that I didn't understand, and so I wanted to write something that would kind of help people get involved in an easier, more yeah. entertaining way. You know, I love that, because right now, it's imperative that kids our age, you know, starting from freshman in high school, even younger, mm -hmm. all the way through college, they need to know about what's happening in the world right now. Yeah. Especially because the political climate is crazy in the world. So, I mean, my, me myself, I wasn't really, I wasn't really that into politics, or I didn't really know much about, you know, all I knew was conservative, like Republican, Democrat, liberal. That's all I knew. Yeah. Until my mom kind of got me into the Unity Project. So I feel like it's really cool that you started a book, you've created a book that teaches kids about how to actually understand what they're learning and how to actually be active members of society because with this book, I feel like, say, say I were to read it, you know, now I understand all the political jargon and now I can actually have conversations, discussions with peers, yeah. and elicit thought, you mm -hmm. know? I would have given you a copy, but I brought one to show <laughs> off, and my last interview said, is that for me? And we were live, and I was like, "Yeah, of course, sure yeah. it is. <laughs> I couldn't get it back, which is unfortunate, but um, I'll give a plug to the book, if that's all right. Oh, yeah, no, go People ahead. People can get it at sorbostudios.com. We have a Christmas special going on right now, because I also mm -hmm. am an actor, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Oh, nice. But uh, sorbostudios.com, they can find the BS Guide to Politics, Understanding Current Events Through Sarcasm. I had Brandon Tatum write the foreword. Oh, you remember wow. Officer Tatum? I have yeah. great endorsements from D.C. Drano, Mike Lindell. D.C. Drano? Oh, DC my Drano. gosh. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yep. he's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Governor Mike Huckabee and Andrew mm -hmm. Clavin from The Daily Wire all yeah. gave wonderful endorsements for it. And so it's really a good, I mean, it's a great Christmas gift. Yeah. So people should definitely yeah. be picking it up for, you know. Little stock and stuffer. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right. And then so you also, you filmed a movie? Mm -hmm. Started a movie? Tell I filmed a that. couple. So yeah. the mm -hmm. one that we're talking about today, the one that I'm here to promote, is called Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. There was a series that uh, of books, very popular series. I think 80 million copies were sold, something like that. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was about the rapture. It was about the book of Revelation. Yeah. And it was the people who were left behind. What mm -hmm. happens when all of the Christians get raptured and taken up to heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And so they did a TV series with Kirk Cameron mm -hmm. for a couple years. And then they did a couple movies with Nicolas Cage in the late 2000s. And everyone was going to that, looking at the movie and going, Nicolas Cage isn't a Christian actor, so why are we hiring him for a Christian movie? You know, mm -hmm. let's find someone else. And yeah. so people were, were posting saying, we want Kirk Cameron, we want Kevin Sorbo, the guy from God's Not Dead, we want all those cool people to be in this movie. And so last year, last November, we filmed in Calgary, Alberta, the next Left Behind movie, based off of the third book where the rapture has already happened, and it's almost kind of uh, uh, 
prophesying what's possibly coming along with a one-world government, a one-world currency, everything electronic. It's a pretty freaky movie. I mean, we had an absolute blast filming it with Neil McDonough, who played uh, uh, Stonegal. And he's awesome. He was the Red Skull in Captain America. Yes, and yes. And he's, he's mm-hmm. tons of different bad guys in movies. We also had, do you ever see the show Psych? I haven't, no. So Corbin Bernson plays a dad in Psych. He was also in a bunch of other movies that I can't even start list to naming. And he's in that movie. We had a really good time filming it. And that's coming out in theaters nationwide January 26th for a four-day Fathom event. So we need everyone to go see it. Yes. Can you give a little teaser? Like, tell us a little bit about it. Oh, man. Okay, I don't want to give away too much. I don't want to give away too much. Uh, My character's name is Connor Smith at Global World News, GWN. I work as a cameraman and tech operator, the head tech operator for the news agency. And the lead character in the movie, Buck Williams, who is just, you know, the classic strongman, macho macho reporter (laughs) guy, is loved by everyone. When he starts to discover a lot of things kind of aren't lining up in the events that are happening about, about the rapture, about the disappearance of people. And, and throughout the movie, his journey kind of progresses uh, where, where our paths I, our paths kind of form together. And so we're currently writing the next movie. So if oh, this wow. movie does well, if people want to fight what Hollywood is putting out by making movies that make mm-hmm. people feel good, that make people, you know, don't, people don't regret seeing them. I mean, the new Avatar movie, James Cameron, he mm-hmm. said people need to give up their testosterone. Men need to stop being masculine. And I can't give money to that movie and go exactly. see it in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. So this is a movie that people won't regret seeing and won't regret supporting. And so we need people to get their families, friends, churches, congregations, mm-hmm. everyone to go see it because it's a four-day release. You know, yeah. we only have so finite time. 100%. And I mean, me personally, I browse Netflix all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so incredibly hard to find something to watch on Netflix that isn't just infused with woke ideologies Mm -hmm. and liberal ideologies. Like, last night in the hotel room, um, me and my friend Maya were actually watching Ginny and Georgia. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Don't. (laughs) Yes, I have. It's a new, it's like, it's a new-ish show. There's a new season coming out, and um, it kind of stars this African-American girl who, in one of the scenes, like, pretty much villainizes her teacher, who's a white male, obviously. Of course. The main antagonist, right? Yep. Let's go. I'm a bad guy. I know, right? And he's like, uh, they're talking about books, and she brings up how all books are um, written by white males, and um, it's oppressive, and she just, like, pretty much, like, the show writes it like like she, like, annihilates him in front of the class, and everyone's like, oh, wow, like, good job, Ginny, stuff like that. Like, And that's just, like, one example mm-hmm. of how, like, it's being pushed mm-hmm. through the media. And Netflix especially, it's almost like they won't put out a show if it has, if it doesn't have a hint of... Yeah. I mean, I saw with with the She-Hulk show from Disney. The problem is that people are too afraid to make a character that has a stumbling block. And so by making a character that just gets everything that he or she wants all the time without any problems, it's no longer relatable. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't watch a show where the, the female protagonist complains about being victimized and then is the head of her law firm and victim and, and uh, uh, makes fun of and discriminates against all of her coworkers with no repercussions because mm-hmm. that's not relatable. That's not entertainment. Exactly. That's just an agenda being pushed. So I yeah. agree. And I kind of backpacking off of that um, right now, or I mean a month ago, I'm, uh, was working on writing my college essay okay. and I found that I know, I think it's interesting that you say that, um, you kind of need to have like a problem. You need to have something wrong in order to be interesting, or like in order to be it to be like widely produced and yeah. uh, sold on like Netflix or a show or anything. That's like how I felt with the college essay. I needed to have something extremely wrong in my life. I need to be oppressed. I need yep. to, um, I need to, yeah, I need to be oppressed. I need to like um, be hurt by the system. I need to be hurt by white men. Um, 
in order to be interesting. I need to um, be assaulted. I need to have some type of story that will make me interesting um, in the eyes of the Democratic um, and the liberal people that are behind the college system. Yeah, well, don't go to college. Literally, right? <laughs> don't, yeah. don't go to college then. Yeah. I mean, it's just like with America's Got Talent. Every single person or every single competition, you know, every contestant has some sort of sob story. Oh, my mom has cancer and I'm doing this for her and oh you know this is bad in my life and so this is my only outlet for hope and stuff like that because that's the only way that people can relate right exactly and so mm -hmm. I just say don't go to college that's what I do yeah and like talking about that too I mean so your mom told you if you're not going to go to college you have to do something with your life be productive yep so what kind of what kind of pushed you to go down this path of like book movie and all in like a conservative light which is great by the way Thank you. I've always been in entertainment. I've always loved being the center of attention. My ego is massive. And I know that's funny, but like it's true. It's a problem that I have and I'm working on it. But that's all good. Yeah, you know, you need a confidence boost. Um, so I've always wanted to be known. You know, I've always wanted to be to be out there for people to know who I am. I mean, even when I was in homeschool doing, I did competitive speech and debate in a league. I wrote the most controversial speeches that you could imagine. Yeah. And I'm not even joking. I wrote a speech about why you should eat babies, which for the <laughs> record was a satirical anti-abortion argument based Obviously. on uh, 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 Jonathan Swift's A Modest Proposal. So it was, yeah. it was sarcastic, but I don't reveal that till the end. And within the first year of my competition, I was known as the eating babies guy. I yeah. just loved being known and I want mm -hmm. people, I want to spread the message. You know, I, I do a lot of public speaking on pro-life masculinity mm -hmm. and, and what it truly means to be a man, mm -hmm. which a lot of people don't understand is more yeah. than just, you know, grilling steaks and having a beard. And mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I love cooking. I'm a great cook. For sure, yeah. But there is more to it than that. Mm -hmm. It's about responsibility and being accountable for your actions and being accountable for the people that you are responsible for. 100%. And I think that in this country, we're being taught to tear men down. Uh, the feminist movement is not, they always say, oh, it's about equality between the genders. No, it's about tearing men down mm -hmm. because they think that men are the issue. Men, as, I mean, honestly, I kind of see why they would think that because in their media, that's what's pushed. In yeah. media, in Netflix, that's what's pushed. Um, Instagram, Snapchat, any form of social media, that's what's pushed. Toxic masculinity. Well, it's been pushed forever. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at, you know, you could look at Friends. Mm -hmm. from the exactly. late 90s and mm -hmm. every male character is either a, a slut or a weak guy like mm -hmm. you look at the the guy who plays Ross and he's a very timid very like nervous guy you look at Joey and he flirts with every single girl and, and he's, he's always hooking yeah, up and Joey's he's stupid yep. you know it, it shows that that's what's being put even in like the Simpsons and Family Guy mm -hmm. the dad is always a fat guy who's just kind of a dopey guy yep. he doesn't really know what he's doing you know and, and that's what's been pushed for for years and it it's only really just being noticed is exactly. what I'm I'm realizing. Yeah. No, I really appreciate your time. Thank I you for having, having me. I appreciate having this discussion with you. Great to meet you. From all of us at the Unity Project, thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope to continue producing content that amplifies voices, strategies, and resources. Please keep in mind that the Unity Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that relies on the contributions of our generous supporters to fuel the work we do in this movement. If you value our efforts, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution today by visiting our website at www.unityproject.com and clicking the Donate button. We very much appreciate your continued support and confidence, without which our work wouldn't be possible.